This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Get Booked listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's Hand Cell is A Stranger in Olandria by Sophia Samatar, which I was shocked, gasp, what, how is this possible, that I've never recommended it before when I went to check the spreadsheet that we keep for all of our recommendations since day one. I cannot believe I have never recommended A Stranger in Olandria before, and I definitely need to remedy that post-haste. Also, I recently reread it for a special episode of SFF Yeah, so that is where we are. But before I get into that, let us do our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Rife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so I feel like I've talked about Sophia Samatar's Tender collection, which is short stories, or Amanda has talked about it. Maybe we both have talked about it on Get Booked Proper. But it's astonishing, like I said to me, that I have never talked about her fantasy novel, which is the highest 
of high fantasy novels. It is like all of that rich, elaborate language and rich, elaborate world building. And, you know, like rich and elaborate are just the words I want to use over and over and over to describe this book. It is set in this secondary fantasy world where the main character, Jevik, lives on an island that is sort of, you know, distant from the famous and sort of fabled main kingdom of Olandria. And his father is a pepper merchant and is a very bad dad. Not great in lots of ways. Kind of terrible to Jevik and his older brother, Jom, who has a learning disability and is not treated particularly well by the father. And so Jevik is, even though he's the second son, he is the heir apparent and gets a special tutor from Alandria because his father, you know, wants him to be the best prepared he can be to, like, get good pepper prices or whatever, to be a good trader and merchant. And also it's a status symbol in their world to have a tutor who will teach him, you know, the Olandrian language and how to read and write, because that's not something that Jevik knows otherwise. They have a number system where he lives, but not an alphabet. And so he learns all of these things and becomes just obsessed and fascinated by Olandria, by the books that he's read and the story his tutor tells him. And then his father dies. And so it's, you know, this is his time, like his opportunity to go on this mission to Olandria to sell the pepper, to make the money, but also, you know, to go to the cafes and, you know, talk to all of these people and test out his learning and, and just like get away from this rural home life that he's become increasingly dissatisfied with because of all of the reading that he's done. And on the way, he encounters a young woman who is dying of a strange disease, and he sort of thinks nothing of the encounter. But then he takes part in this like very intense sort of like orgiastic festival for the goddess of love, who is also a little bit of like a dark goddess in Olandria, and becomes haunted by the spirit of this young woman who has since died. And, like, it's it's painful, it's dramatic, it's terrible. It's also sort of outlawed by the current religious sort of head honcho in Olandria. There's a whole sort of schism going on between the goddesses' worshippers and then this new priest of the stone who's outlawed all of these things and, you know, looks down upon these stories of hauntings for various reasons. And so Jevik is drawn into this whole web of, you know, religious and political intrigue that is completely over his head. He has no idea what's going on. All he knows is that he is haunted, painfully haunted. And just wants to, like, get rid of this ghost. And no one will help him. They're all trying to use him for their own ends. And so the story goes on from there. And it is just so beautifully done. There's so much, like, you know, there's the mythology of the world and the folk tales and songs and all of these fascinating little tidbits that feel to me, when I think about it, very similar to, like, you know, what, like, Tolkien, for example, did in bringing you the whole history of this world and all of these little snippets that the characters share with you. Sophia Semitar is doing the exact same thing. Her world is so peopled and so diverse and so culturally interesting. And Jevik is sort of our, you know, 
door into all of these different situations and stories. And and the book is also, I think it's important to say, a love letter to the power of the written word and what it means to have your story told, to have your narrative set down in writing, and how important it is for certain people, especially overlooked peoples, to have that, to have their words written down for posterity. Oh, it's just, I just like I'm gushing at this point about it because it's so great. And I think what's particularly nice about it right now is that it's, it is completely immersive. Like you're just going to fall into this world and, you know, however many hours later, like stick your head up and look around and be like, where have I been? Like, I have not been here on this planet. And that's a really nice escape, especially right now. So again, I am recommending to you A Stranger in Olandria by Sophia Samatar. And that's it for today. Hope you're all finding good reading or other ways to relax. Thank you so much for listening every week. We really appreciate it. If you have uh, questions for the main show or feedback or whatever, you can email us at getbookedatbookriot.com. You can also leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We super appreciate that. And you can find us online in between shows. I'm on Twitter at Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, and on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. 